Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about the memories collection of weddings and vow renewals at Walt Disney World. Today's show is an overview of everything you need to know about the memories collection and includes expert tips from recent memories bride, Shana Hurst Hunt. Welcome, Shana. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show again. For listeners who haven't heard the episode in which you talked about your wedding, can you give them a little overview of your memories collection event? My wedding was on June 20th, 2016. So we had a, a summer wedding. We did a Monday morning wedding. That just worked out well for all of our families and everybody best. So we did Monday morning, June 20th. We were supposed to have a 9 a.m. wedding due to some unforeseen circumstances. We ended up having to move our location and our time just a few days before the wedding, which you can hear all about in the podcast I did. (laughs) So we actually ended up having an 8 a.m. wedding, which was bright and early. We were supposed to be married on Luau Beach, but had to move over to Picture Point at the wedding pavilion. So we did a, a memory ceremony with our parents, and then we went and met all of our family and close friends at the Polynesian Resort to have breakfast at Ohana's. So we had about 40 people for our brunch reception, if you will, at the character dining there at Ohana's. Okay, great. And that's going to be, when we talk about what you do after the ceremony, it'll be interesting to hear about how you arranged that and how it all turned out. Yeah. So if you're just starting to investigate the memories collection, this is a small package that Disney offers that has everything you need for an elopement or a vow renewal, like if you're celebrating your anniversary, at Disney. And it's a good option if you don't need the full escape package with all of the bells and whistles and you don't want a wishes event, which has all these minimums and is usually for larger groups. But if you don't want to do what they call a gorilla wedding, where you're doing this in your hotel room or, you know, sometimes people do it places on property. If you want to have this event through Disney, Memories is the least expensive way to do it. And it has everything you need for this small ceremony. So Memories is a package, and the price includes tax and service charge. It is designed for the couple and up to four guests. Now, if you have children under age three, they don't count toward your guest count, so that's good. So that's a total of six people. It is only available Monday through Friday, and it's not available on holidays. Now, the pricing for Memories changed in 2017 when Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings introduced seasonal pricing. So now the price is $2,500 for low season, which is January through April and July through August. And the price is $4,500 for high season, which is May through June and September through December. 
the locations that you can have a Memories Collection event are pretty limited. They have three. The three ceremony locations are Luau Beach at the Polynesian, which is a strip of sand between the Polynesian and the Wedding Pavilion. And they usually set it up closer to the Polynesian now so that you can actually see the castle in the background, which is really nice. And then there are two other ceremony locations over at the Grand Floridian in the marina area. So there's Conk Key Marina, which is... Well, it's a smoking area at the end of the marina, down beyond where the boats dock. And then there's Sago Key Point, which is across the marina. It also has a nice view. You can see the castle in the distance. And it's used a lot for dessert parties because you can see wishes. Unfortunately, they don't do memories collection events at night, so you never get to have the fireworks in the background. But it's still a really nice spot with trees and everything. We actually visited and looked at Conk Key there and uh, it's pretty nice i like the monorail runs right beside it there so it's a nice you have the monorail running in the and the castle in the background which was nice yeah that's a good point because a lot of times people like to get pictures in their wedding outfits with the monorail in the background so that might be a good place for that now the ceremony times are 9 a.m 11 a.m 1 p.m or 3 p.m And so, like I mentioned, they don't really have anything in the evening, but it's great if you want to have a morning event and then a brunch or do something midday and do a lunch. The package includes a fresh floral bridal bouquet or some swaps, like if you are two grooms or two brides. And we'll talk about that in a second when we go over the package contents in detail. It also has a violinist for the event who plays during the ceremony. And then you get three consecutive hours of chartered limousine service for transportation for you and your guests. Or if you don't need that because you're staying at the same resort where the event is being held, you can swap it for an in-room celebration, which is like a gift basket. And I'll talk about what's in that in a second. The services of a professional Disney photographer are also included, and that's for up to one hour, and it comes with one 11 by 14 print and now an archival disc or a USB drive of all images, which is really great because they used to make you pay extra for that, and now it's part of the package. Yeah, we paid an extra $200, I think, for that. It's important that they do that because they have often stated that the point of memories is to get photos. Like, really, it's just so you have (laughs) a ceremony and you take photos, so... And then the last thing you get is an on-site wedding coordinator for your event. So there's no planning session. You don't have a lot of contact with your wedding coordinator. You can email beforehand, but there is somebody there the day of, and it might not be the same person you've been talking to, but it's somebody who knows what they're doing. (laughs) And they will help you get to the site and coordinate and make sure everything goes smoothly. Yeah, we actually had a great deal with that. We had our, our coordinator that I spoke with beforehand. Her name was Samantha and she was lovely. And she actually was great because I I was a very nervous bride, even though it was the small wedding. I ended up calling her quite frequently and she was always available and would call me back if she wasn't in the office and answered all our questions. And then Lindsay was our day of coordinator and she actually called me the night before the wedding and checked in with me and gave me her personal cell phone number and told me I could give it to my mom and anybody else that might need it. And if I had any questions to call her. So they they were very nice. Wow, that's great. I'm glad to hear that they were so helpful for you. Yeah. Now, the next thing we should talk about is what is not included in this package, because it is a lot smaller than the escape package, and sometimes people are surprised by what they don't get with the package. There are no chairs. It's a very short 15-minute ceremony, so they don't set up any chairs. It doesn't include the officiant. 
There's no rehearsal of any kind. There's no cake, which might be a deal breaker for me. (laughs) Uh, No entertainment can be added. So you can't add characters or the major domo or anything like that. And there's no reception and they won't work with you to add a catered reception or a catered event either. But you can work with Disney's catered events to do that. And we will talk about that in a minute. So if you're interested in the Memories Collection, you can start talking to a Memories Collection planner at about seven months out, and you can book at six months out. And they actually will let you book a Memories Collection event up until 24 hours before you want to have it, because it's so easy for them to do. You don't have to make a lot of choices. And it's really great if if you want to do a spur-of-the-moment elopement. You're down for your anniversary, and you decide, you know what, let's renew our vows. It's a good package for that. The only thing we had to pick was we did three songs. We picked three songs for the violinist to play. And then I chose my bouquet. They had um, a pretty good selection, um, actually, of different bouquets you could choose from. And then we added on a, a boutonniere for my husband to wear that matched my bouquet. And then, of course, the location of where you want to get married at. But that was really the only decisions we had to make, which was great. Yeah. And if you're worried, because I know sometimes people, especially if they're coming over from the UK or someplace where they're planning far in advance, people can be nervous about not being able to book until six months. But there is not a lot of competition for memories collection sites. And I've never heard of anybody not getting the time and the location and the day they wanted. So don't stress out if you can't book it till six months. As long as you're flexible, you have to have a two night stay. So there's going to be a time in the time that you are at Walt Disney World that they'll be able to find a slot for you to have your event. Yeah, that was something I was really worried about because we wanted to have the wedding in June, which is now the high season, but in the summertime. And uh, we were scheduling around, um, we both are from large families, so we were scheduling around families, school schedules and work schedules. Um, I had a brother that came from California and he works for a big company out there and he was like, well, I have one week already off in June. So if we could do it in that time, that would be great. So I was very concerned about it. But when we signed up seven months out, we were the only ones penciled in for that date, she said. And then I was real concerned to get it on six months out because six months before June 20th, of course, is December 20th, which is the week of Christmas. And we were traveling and everything was crazy. And I like was all stressed. I wasn't going to get it. And everything was fine and there was no problems at all. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. So when you book, a $1,000 deposit is due within two weeks of booking. The rest is going to be due 30 days before. There is also a two-night stay requirement, and you can't check into that stay on the day that you want to have your event. So you couldn't check in on a Tuesday and have the event that morning. It would need to be the next morning. So when you book and and you put down your deposit, it's okay if you don't have your reservation yet or you're not sure where you're going to stay. You have two weeks to get back to them with the number for your reservation. And any Disney-owned resort counts. So if you are a Disney Vacation Club member and you are staying at one of the DVC resorts, you can just give them your reservation number for that. Yeah, that's what we did. My parents are um, DVC members, and so we had Well, we had reservations at both Old Key West and at the Polynesian Resort, but um, that's what we used for our wedding as well, was those DVC rooms and reservations. That's great. 
Now, tax and service charge are included in the price. So the $2,500 or the $4,500 price, that is all you're going to pay. There are no hidden fees. The website makes it sound like there are hidden fees because they want to cover their buns in case you do decide to add something that costs extra. So if you did add more floral or decor, you would pay tax and potentially a service charge on those. But that package and everything that comes with it, it is included. So that's kind of a contrast to, say, wishes, where it seems like everything as a tax and a service charge. With memories, what you see is what you get. That was something I was really happy about. I was afraid there was going to be a lot of extra stuff. So when they sent the final budget and I was like, oh, it's actually just $2,500. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) For once, something, there's no hidden fee with Disney. (laughs) Right. Oh, I was just sure there would be at least taxes on and and there wasn't even that. I was like, are you sure? I even called her and double checked that. I was like, (laughs) was there going to be taxes added on this? She's like, no, that's it. I was like, oh, okay. That's great. So let's talk about what you can add and change to the package. This package is pretty inflexible, but there are some options. So first of all, there are no other ceremony locations available. Often I'll see people asking, you know, well, I don't really like any of those locations. Can I use the Canada Terrace at Epcot like they have for Escape? No, you have to stick with one of the three locations that are in the package. And part of this is just because that's how Disney can offer this for a lower price and do it so easily is that it's a location that is easy for them to coordinate a package at. Another thing is there's no credit for refusing parts of the package. So if you want to bring your own photographer, they're not going to give you any kind of credit for not using the Disney photographer. One of the things that you do have a choice of is the floral and decor. So if you do want the bridal bouquet that is included, they have six different types of bouquet, and you can even change some of the colors of the flowers in the bouquet you pick. So if you go to disneyweddings.com slash Florida slash memories slash floral, you can see the choices for the memories collection. And I will put the link in the post for this podcast. I did the bright and beautiful bouquet, which that one is one that there's no other options. You just have to go with what it is, but it's yellow and pink roses. And then there are purple and blue flowers stuck in and some greenery. And it was beautiful. Everybody loved my bouquet. That was one of the favorite things. And I actually now seven months later still have it sitting on my desk and um, it dried very well all on its own. Wow, that's great. (laughs) And it did come with just one little hidden Mickey made of pearls was stuck in the middle of the bouquet, which made me very happy. (laughs) That's interesting. You didn't have to pay extra for a hidden Mickey. That's great. No, no. I know some some brides will get like the crystal hidden Mickeys all throughout the bouquet and everything, but I kind of was happy that there was just like the one special little hidden Mickey in Now, you can swap this bouquet for a couple other different types of floral. The first swap you can make is if you both want bouquets, you could get two bridesmaids bouquets. So you won't get two full-sized bridal bouquets. They'll be a little bit smaller, but that way you get two without having to pay anything extra. The other swap you can make is you can change for either two rose corsages or two rose boutonnieres or you can get one corsage and one boutonniere. And if you pick any of those three options, you also get a little bit of extra floral, which is a choice of either a semicircle made of rose petals at the ceremony site, and you can pick up to two colors for that, or you can get a guest room floral arrangement, which is really nice, and it will coordinate with whatever floral you picked for your event. You can also add on things like if you do keep the bridal bouquet and you decide you still want the rose petal semicircle, you could just pay for that. I think it's about 50 bucks. 
Yeah. We added the extra flowers. The The boutonniere was an extra $11.95 on ours. Now, the other thing you can choose, as Shana was saying, is you can choose the songs that the violinist plays. So they have some standard selections, but you don't have to stick to those. They know pretty much any Disney song and a lot of the traditional wedding songs. You can always submit sheet music. So if you have a special song and your planner asks the violinist and it turns out he or she doesn't know how to play it, you can send in sheet music so that they know it. And then most of the violinists they hire are also really good at taking requests. So if your guests want to hear a certain song, or something they can always ask and see if the violinist knows it. yes we had um uh his parents and my mom were entering into the uh the wedding area there outside she was playing a dream is a wish your heart makes from cinderella and then as i walked down the aisle with my dad she played uh can't help falling in love by elvis presley which was a special song it was my favorite song when I was a little girl, and whenever I went to dances or anything where my dad was at, he would always request that song and dance to it with me. Oh. So it was a special song that I always was going to have as a father-daughter dance if I had a reception, but then we didn't have the reception, so I was like, you know what, we'll just walk down the end to that, and it worked very well. And then for the exit at the end of the ceremony, uh, we requested Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow from the Carousel of Progress ride. And uh, so she played that one, and then she just continued to play some other songs as we were hanging out and doing photos. They're just some Disney songs that were fun, so it was very nice. Oh, that's great. The next thing that you can slightly customize with this package is the limousine that comes with the package. So you get three hours of consecutive service, which means that if you need to make multiple trips to get, you know, several different groups of people, there's time for that. And if you don't need it, you can actually use it during another part of your stay. So you could use it to go get your marriage license, or you could have it pick you up from the airport or take you to the airport. I don't know that three hours is enough for it to take you to Port Canaveral if you're meeting a Disney cruise, but definitely ask your planner about that if you want to do that. Yes, we actually used the limo quite a bit in our three hours. We had it pick up. My parents were staying at the Old Key West Resort, and I was staying at the Polynesian Resort with my sister and my best friend. So the limo went and picked my parents up um, about an hour before the ceremony and brought them over to the Polynesian so they could be there while I was getting ready. My mom could help with things and stuff like that. Then the limo went back to the old Key West Resort and picked up uh, the groom and his parents and took them to the wedding pavilion. Then it came back to the Polynesian Resort, picked up my parents and I, and took us to the wedding pavilion. And then after the ceremony and after we took pictures with our parents, it then took the parents back to Old Key West Resort so they could change clothes and then bring them back to the Polynesian for our brunch while we were finishing up photos. So we actually used the limo quite a bit. That's great. <laughs> I love how you got every minute's worth. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even intend to because actually my, my in-laws had a rental car, so we had just planned to use the rental car. But then when they had to change our location, they offered to let us use the limo service for the three hours. And we were like, well, okay, I guess. And then we're like, well, since we have it, we might as well use it. So <laughs> we ended up using it quite a bit. That's great. But if you do decide that you just don't need the limo service because maybe it's only the two of you and you're staying at the Grand Floride and you're right there, you can swap it for an in-room celebration. And this is a gift basket that comes with a ton of cool stuff. You get chocolate candy on your pillow, rose petals sprinkled on the bed, two personalized bath towels, a spa basket with some little spa goodies like lotion and bubble bath and things like that. 
a dozen pixie-dusted roses, Mickey confetti, a matted photo of Mickey and Minnie, and three artificial candles. So there's a ton of stuff in there. Shayna, can you tell me what a pixie-dusted rose is? (laughs) (laughs) The roses were beautiful. Um, It was a large vase, and yeah, I I think it was two dozen roses. Uh, They were red roses, and they were, they had just like shimmer powder on them, Ooh. if you will. They were, they were sparkly roses. They were beautiful. And they lasted, we we were there, the wedding was on Monday, and we didn't leave until Fridays. We were there, and we left late on Friday as well. And they were still, like, perfect. They were beautiful. I actually went through the lobby handing out roses to people as we were leaving because <laughs> we couldn't take them with us on the plane. I was like, we were already taking my bouquet home, and I was like, I'm not going to try to get, you know, another two dozen roses in. So... We went through and passed them out. They were beautiful. The whole setup was very nice. The The chocolates on the pillows, it actually was just a giant uh, lint chocolate bar, which was actually great because lint is my favorite chocolate. So I was very excited about that one. And we ate that and it was great. And then, yeah, the, the personalized bath towels were beautiful. The The rose petals were in heart shape on the bed, which was very nice. And then they were all through the, the hallway entrance into the room and everything. The matted picture of Mickey and Minnie is wonderful. I actually have it sitting here on my table right now. Um, But it's actually personalized. They sign it across the top. It says, congratulations, Shana and Adam. And then it's signed by both Mickey and Minnie as well around the matting. Yeah, the little gift basket, my favorite, it's the pampered princess line of uh, spa things. And they're actually all natural and, and really good. I have very sensitive skin, so I was worried about it. But it all works great for me. So it was great. It was really, really, really nice. And to have we had such an early morning wedding, and then we were so tired. We went back to the room at like 6 o'clock because we were just so tired. <laughs> and uh, we went down to the, the little quick service place and got some food to bring back upstairs. And then the room was all pretty and beautiful. And we ate and watched fireworks from our room and just really had a great night. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, if Shana has made this gift basket sound amazing and you can't choose, you can actually have both the limo and the gift basket if you pay $321 extra. (laughs) One thing you can't add to the package is specialty transportation like Cinderella's glass coach or a Landau carriage or anything like that. So unfortunately, because of where they are held, you're not able to add that. The next thing that comes in the package, photography, you get one hour of photography. So that includes your ceremony and then photos around the ceremony resort afterwards. And like I said, it includes an 11 by 14 inch print and then all the images on disk or USB. So that's cool because they don't have a watermark or anything. You can take them any place. You can upload them to MPix or any service and have them printed out, which is a really great way to save money. And like I said, you can bring your own photographer if you want to have a photographer who you selected and who you are guaranteed to get, but you don't get any kind of credit. However, they don't count against your guest count. So that's good. Sometimes people worry about that. And there is no way to swap the included photography for anything, including a Magic Kingdom portrait session, but you are welcome to add a Magic Kingdom portrait session for $2,125. And I actually have a show that I will put the link to in the post for this show that talks all about in-park bridal portrait sessions at all the parks and how much they cost. And if you want to do all four parks or three parks or two parks, what the different prices are. So check that out if you want to know more about that. We had the the hour of photography that came with our package. And then we also had another photographer, an outside photographer that we had that met us when 
the Disney fine art photography photographer was finished. Then she met up with us and we did some additional photos around the Polynesian resort. But that is something to take in consideration when you're thinking about your venue, because that was a big thing for me when we had to change our venue they, they gave us some special options, including the attic and Seabreeze Point over at the Boardwalk Hotels. But I had really wanted my photos at the Polynesian. So I asked, I was like, well, if we do this ceremony over here, then can we do photos at the Polynesian? And they were like, no, you have to do your photos where you have the ceremony. So if you want to have the ceremony at the Grand Floridian, but you want to have your photos at the Polynesian, chances are they're not going to do that for you. Um, and again, if you want to get married on the beach, but you want to have photos on the Grand Staircase in the Grand Floridian, they're probably not going to do that for you. So that's something to keep in mind when choosing your location. Yeah, and I think that's also another great reason to just hire an outside photographer because with Disney's Fairytale Weddings, you can put in a request for a specific Disney fine art photographer, but they can't guarantee it. And then, as Shana has said, you're limited to that one hour and to that one place. Whereas if you bring your own photographer, you can spend as long as you want and you can go wherever you want as long as you have wheels to get there. So if photos are really important to you, you, you might want to investigate bringing your own photographer. And another thing you can do, which may give you a little more freedom and option, at least last year, and I, I assume it's the same this year, although the price may have changed, you can add an additional hour of photography onto the memories collection. Last year, it was an additional $200. If you do get the photographer you want or whatever, and you want to add time on, that is an option. Because we had talked about having an extra 30 minutes before the wedding ceremony to get some getting ready photos, and then an additional 30 minutes after. So that is something you can do. Yes. And the price for 2017 to add one hour of photography through Disney Fine Art Photography is $250 now. Another thing that's not included in the package is an officiant. But Disney has a list of preferred vendors. And if you choose someone off that list, they're not going to count toward your guest limit, which is nice. And I have an entire show about how to choose an officiant if you're you know, not sure how to go about that. There are lots of options in the Orlando area, including a fair amount on Disney's list. The cost varies by officiant, but I would say the average is about $300. And then you can also have a friend get ordained online to officiate. So if you want a family member or a friend to conduct your ceremony, all they have to do for the state of Florida is get an ordination through the Universal Life Church, which is basically you go to a website and you click on a form and the next thing you know you have a little printout license and amazingly the state of Florida will recognize that as them being an ordained member of clergy and they are allowed to officiate at your wedding but then they would of course count toward your guest count. Awesome yeah we had um, Reverend Timothy Herring who is on the Disney preferred list and uh, he was $200 for us he charges $300 if there's a rehearsal but since it was a memories collection and we don't have a rehearsal, it was just $200. Um, but he was available and met with us on Saturday. We had the Monday wedding, but we met with him on Saturday afternoon and just kind of went over the outline of what the ceremony would look like and everything. That way he was like, if we had anything special we wanted to add to the ceremony. Um, we did a non-denominational Christian ceremony and he did an amazing job. I have nothing great things to say about Reverend Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And that's really neat that you were able to meet him beforehand. I think that makes a big difference with how personalized the ceremony is. Definitely. And that's something he said he tries to do with all of his brides, regardless of what type of ceremony you're having. 
that's just something he likes to do, be able to meet with the couple to help make them more comfortable. And then he kind of gets to know you a little bit. And then that helps with the whole ceremony process, I think. That's great. And then the last thing with the package is it doesn't include a cake. So if you want to have a wedding style cake or pretty much any style cake, you would need to order that on your own. You can order from Disney for any resort or restaurant. And I have a whole section of my website that explains how to do this because Disney does not make it super easy. What you can get varies a lot depending on where you're having the cake delivered. So if you go to DisneyTravelBabble.com slash how dash two slash order dash cake, and I will put the link for this in the post for the show, I break it all down about who to call, when to call, what you can get at every single resort. We opted not to have a cake um, just because we were having such an early morning wedding and we wanted to have the brunch reception. And to be honest, neither one of us are huge cake fans. So we were happy to have Mickey Mouse waffles with maple syrup instead of cake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, uh, my little niece's eighth birthday was three days after our wedding and we were there at Disney and we did order a cake for her that we had delivered to a restaurant at Epcot. So it is a doable thing to order a cake and it's not, it's not too difficult, but it's also not the easiest thing. <laughs> my poor <laughs> sister kept calling me. She's like, I'm trying to get the, how do I do this? And I was like, Oh, let me help you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to go over a timeline of how the day runs if you do a memories collection event. So basically, if you don't want to see each other before the ceremony, one of you will meet the coordinator in the lobby of the nearest hotel about 30 minutes before the ceremony and head toward the site. And then about 15 minutes before, the other of you will meet the coordinator in the lobby and head over to the site. Now, if you're okay with seeing each other before, maybe you're doing a vow renewal, you would both meet the coordinator about 15 minutes before the start of the ceremony and then head down to the site. The ceremony lasts about 15 minutes, sometimes shorter. And then after that, you just use the rest of the hour to take photos with your guests and around the resort like Shana was talking about. Now, if you do need to transport people, of course, then you're going to have to back up and figure in extra time so that everybody can be fetched by the limo or however you're planning to get people to the ceremony site before you start the ceremony. So after the ceremony, what do you do? Well, you're totally on your own. (laughs) So (laughs) one thing people do is they make a restaurant reservation. And this is what Shana did. You can wear your bridal gown at any restaurant except the ones in the parks, because when you try to get into the parks, they usually stop you if you're wearing a bridal gown. And also, if you're in the parks, you're going to need to have admission. So it can be easier, especially if you have a big group, to make your reservation at a resort restaurant. The one thing to know, though, is that many resort restaurants are not open at lunchtime. So that's one thing to consider when you pick the time of your ceremony and the location, depending on where you want to eat. Some of the resorts don't have restaurants that are open at lunchtime. Yeah, we had... Again, we were having a morning wedding at the Polynesian, and so we made reservations for brunch at Ohana's there at the Polynesian, so we didn't have far to go. The The brunch at Ohana is a character brunch, so we actually had Mickey and Pluto and Lilo and Stitch, and Stitch is my favorite character. So I was very excited to be able to have photos with the characters in my wedding dress and um it was really great. The memory maker, PhotoPass photographers there actually took our whole group of about 40 people outside the 
restaurant and did a little photo shoot in the upper lobby there for us with Stitch. So we were able to get a lot of really great photos there. Wow, that's a great opportunity. Oh yeah, it just it's it's great to be able to take pictures with the characters in your wedding dress. And like I know if you were to do because you could do that at 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian as well. They do a, a character brunch there, but I'm not sure which characters. That's a great tip, though. Yeah, if you're into the characters, this is a great opportunity. They don't let you hire a character to come to the ceremony, so this is a great way to have your picture taken with a lot of different characters. Yeah. Now, if you are interested in having a private room in a restaurant, I have a whole chart in the escape section of the Passporters, Disney Weddings, and Honeymoons that lists various restaurants on property that have private rooms. I usually recommend The Wave, which is now open for brunch or lunch only if you need the private room, but it has a really low food and beverage minimum. And so if you do have a larger group and you want something private, that can be a good option. The other thing you can do if you want to have a catered event, Disney's Fairytale Weddings won't plan one for you because they don't plan anything for groups less than 10. However, Disney catered events will plan events for small groups as long as you pay for 10 people. So you would be able to plan a catered meal at one of the resorts or possibly in the park if there are venues that are available during the day. You wouldn't be able to have a DJ or dancing or a wedding cake or anything that made it seem like you were trying to circumvent Disney's fairy tale weddings, but it would be a great way to have a private event. And like I say, as long as you pay the food and beverage minimums for 10 people, you can do this even if you have fewer than 10 people. So I have information on how to get a hold of Disney catered events on my website, Disney Travel Babble, under how to slash private party, and I will put the link for that in the post for this show. Another thing that people like to do and is great for small groups is private dining, which is the room service department at Grand Floridian, will put together a small private meal for you on one of the balconies at the Grand Floridian. There's no venue fee. The food and beverage minimums are a lot lower than if you did some of the catered events. Some catered events can get pretty pricey. They do have some lower priced options. But with private dining, you just pay a $100 charge for a butler who meets your party in the lobby and escorts you up there and they serve your meal. And then it's about $125 per person for the actual meal. And you can choose from menus, you can customize them, they can bring in dishes from the other restaurants at the Grand Floridian. And then there's just service charge and sales tax on that. So if you're interested in that, I have a show all about how to plan one of those. I'll put the link in the post and you can see photos of the location and what it looks like. You can see some of the high fireworks from Wishes. So if you did it in the evening when Wishes was taking place, you would be able to see some of Wishes. And it's just a great option for a small group. So the phone number to call if you do want to book that is 407-824-1951. And that will get you to the private dining department at Grand Floridian to plan that. And then another idea for something to do after your Memories Collection event is to have a dessert party. And just like a catered event, you would have to plan this through Disney's catered events. Because of that, you will not be able to wear your wedding gown if you plan one of these in the park. So if you do an Illuminations dessert party at the UK in Epcot, you would have to change out of your gown before you go to the dessert party. However, they do not have mandatory viewing fees. So you would only pay the $10 Illuminations viewing 
parking fee in the parks for those of your guests who didn't have park admission. And if you do an event at one of the resorts, like a wishes party at the Grand Floridian or at the Contemporary, they don't even have viewing fees because you're not going into the park. Again, I have a whole episode about that, and I will put the link for that in the post for this show. One thing to know is that the prices for all these private events are the same as they would be if you were having a wishes event, if you were planning escape, if you were doing a Disney catered event. The prices don't change depending on what type of wedding you're having. So all of this information is in the passporter in Chapter 5, which is the section on additional events like dessert parties. And also in Chapter 3, the wishes section, you'll see a lot of pricing for specifics like chargers and chair rentals and things that you might want to add to your party. We did our reception if you will without doing any kind of catered event or anything and that seems like it's the easiest thing to do especially since memories is an easy package so you would probably want to have the celebration after memories be something that's also easy to plan yeah And that's something to remember about this package is that it's very basic. You're not going to get as much hand-holding from your planner, and a lot of the planning is through email, but it's because it's so easy for Disney to plan. Like I said, they can pull one of these off in 24 hours. So it might seem a little stressful that you're not getting to make as many choices or customize as much, but it's really designed for someone who just wants to check off a couple of boxes and have everything done for them. Yeah, for us, we actually had discussed just doing a courthouse wedding and then going to Disney World with our families to celebrate the fact that we got married. But then my mom was like, no, you have to have a wedding. And so we were like, okay, well, we got to have a wedding. And I'm so glad we did, did our wedding the way we did. Having the ceremony and having our parents there was really special. And I did get to get, have you know the beautiful wedding dress and the pretty wedding pictures and all of that. But I didn't have all the stress of a big wedding. You know, I didn't have to worry about bridesmaids or groomsmen or uh, centerpieces or, you know, any of the other big things, you know, menus and, and party favors and like all of the things that come with a big wedding I didn't have to worry about. And um, it was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound nice. So some of the questions that I see frequently about memories, one of the ones I see the most is, can more than four guests attend this? Because often people will say, I don't have enough guests that I need to do escape. I don't want all the stuff that comes with escape, but I have two more people than the four guests for memories. Can I have extra people come to the event? Officially, no. If you tell them that you have more than four guests, they will say you need to do an escape collection event. Having spoken to a number of Memories Brides on this show, it does seem that if you have a few extra people and they are willing to stand on the walkway and watch from a distance, nobody is going to stop them. So it's not an official thing. You can't, you know, say I have all these extra guests and suddenly they're included, but it is easy enough for extra people to see the event. Or you could do like Shayna did, which is a great idea, which is you limit the ceremony to just the immediate family and then everybody else celebrates with you afterward. And something else that we did for all of those people who were there to celebrate with us, we actually, my husband set up his cell phone on a tripod and he actually live streamed our wedding to a Facebook event that we had set up for our wedding. So we just had the people that we invited to the event could watch the live stream of our wedding as it was happening. Sound quality wasn't very good. I'm sure there's ways to make the sound quality better. Um, (laughs) 
but they could see everything and see it happening and see us, you know, kiss at the end of the ceremony and all of that. So I'm really happy that we did that. And I think a lot of people were happy that they could see the wedding happen in real time. That's great. What a clever idea. Since they were all, you know, just hanging out in their hotel rooms anyway, waiting for brunch. <laughs> right, right. Did you find that anybody, I mean, maybe they wouldn't tell you because you're the bride, but was anybody kind of miffed that they were going to Disney World and they weren't going to get to see your actual ceremony? Or were they relieved that they didn't have to get up that early? <laughs> it was probably a little bit of a mix. I know there were a couple, like I, you know, I'm one of seven children, but we're all girls except the eldest is my, my brother and he's, he's the big brother and he came all the way from Los Angeles, California to central Florida for the wedding. And he's like, I'm coming all this way. I'm bringing my wife and bring my two kids. We're coming to Disney world and I don't even get to see you get married. And I was okay. like, well, <laughs> I was like, it's, you know, it's the difference in cost and it's the difference in the feel of the whole event. Now my other sister, who's a mom of five was like, Oh, thank goodness. I don't have to get up in the morning and get five kids dressed up and ready for a wedding. So <laughs> it was kind of a mix, I think, on people. You know, some people were a little, but at the same time, they were like, it's still your wedding and it's still your day and we're going to be there and we're going to do whatever you want to do that day. So it all worked out. That's great. Now, the other question I see a lot is, is it worth it to do a memories package at Walt Disney World? Because there are cheaper ways to get married in and around the Orlando area if you want to have an elopement than Disney, especially now that May through June and September through December, the price of the memories collection basically doubles. So, Shana, do you want to weigh in on that, what you think? Um, you know, it depends on the person. For me, my dream uh, since I was 18, like 10 years before I got married and before I met my husband and everything. Um, I was on vacation at Disney World and we were walking along actually where Luau Beach is. And I'd always wanted a beach wedding. And then I've always loved Disney. So I was walking there on Luau Beach and I look across and I can see Cinderella Castle. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom, this is where I want to get married. When I get married someday, I want to get married where I can see Cinderella Castle. And then I found out, you know, they do the memories weddings on that beach. Obviously, again, long story. But we moved our wedding ceremony, but we still had Cinderella Castle in the background, which was for me what I wanted. And the fact that I could do that for under $5,000 made me very happy. Um, <laughs> I looked I looked at doing a wedding um, in my hometown in Missouri and getting married at your home, you have to invite a lot more people than you do at a destination wedding. <laughs> and then with the guest list going up, the price goes up and it was going to end up costing significant amount more to do a wedding at home and it would not have been a Disney wedding and even the other locations because we looked a little bit at some of the other locations around Disney World that were not Disney property and um, again it's just not Disney so for me the cost is worth it because I got married at Disney World <laughs> I had Cinderella Castle was the backdrop for saying my wedding vows. And for me, that's what I wanted. So for me, it was definitely, definitely worth the cost. So I guess it just depends on what the bride wants. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, Shana, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's considering the memories collection. And I appreciate your coming back on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm glad I can help. And hopefully if anyone 
is thinking about a memories collection, I help them out in making that decision. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.